What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Gold Diggers podcast on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero alongside Michelle Majuk. What's up, Michelle? Happy Friday. Hey, hey. Hey, we get a holiday weekend, which is going to be full of fantasy drafts. Like, love it. And then next week we get the NFL. Like, I could not be happier in this moment that it's September. I love September. It's my favorite month of the year. Ooh, and we have our fantasy draft on Monday. Yeah, we do. Just ready to kick your guys' butts again. Yeah, I had a terrible year. Here's how you know I had a bad year, and I don't know. I know nobody cares about your fantasy team. I'm not even keeping anybody. That's how badly it went <laughs> for me last year. So yeah, you probably oh. will beat me again. I'm keeping Travis Kelsey. So yeah, I probably will beat you again. Uh, by the way, what do you think of that Hawkinson contract? I don't care. I mean, he was going to get it because if you wanted him to play, you traded, you know, he traded an early pick for him. He was going to get the biggest contract. That's what every guy does now, right? That's, it doesn't matter if you're signing a new contract and you're one of the big stars, you're going to get, you're going to sign the biggest contract among your position. Speaking of that, before we get to our season long predictions, we have to talk about Nick Bosa and the contract that still is not signed before we do just a reminder, like, and subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. If you leave a review, I will read it, and not just the good ones. Hence this from sports fan Jesse. Three stars, Michelle. Lots of Niners content. Pretty good podcast overall. For the uninitiated, this, quote, podcast features several shows. One show, 49ers and 5, is a daily must-listen for quick Niners news. Another one, Bully Ball, is a fun listen. I often avoid shows with Rob Stats Guerrera because he's the most negative Niners content creator out there and often goes into rants on the shortcomings of Niners media. Come on, man. Talk about the team, not the media. I told you we read them all, not just the good ones. There's a lot of good ones. There's just some that get angry at our angriness, and that's fair. B Mills, 1987. Love Fridays with the MVP of the network, Michelle. And there's the mimosa. So that's good. B Mills. Happy to be here. Wait till we get later in the show and that mimosa gets emptier and emptier. Michelle's <laughs> spicier and spicier. Oh, yeah. Chris Waddell, shout out to you, YouTube channel member. Become a YouTube channel member for less than $3 a month. Thank you for the super chat. Don't know if I'll be able to listen to the whole time, but just stop to say hello, Michelle. And I guess stats. Watt needs to take off week one. What do you mean you guess stats? That was a little mean. You paid five bucks for that. Hi, Chris. I, I, I do. I will say. Uh, Nick Bosa is scaring me a little bit. And I wanted to, you know, hop into that because yeah. what, how are you feeling about Nick Bosa? Do you think this gets done by week one? Cause if you would have asked me a month ago, I would have said they're easily going to get this done. Like it just takes a while. Like, but now we're September 1st and a deal's still not done. Now anything can happen like the blink of an eye, but how are you feeling? Do you think he actually misses a game? Cause Kyle Shanahan made it seem like that's possible that he misses at least a game. Uh, before he gets this extension. Well, Kyle said on KMBR yesterday that even if he signs, he's not totally sure that he's, you know, going to be able to play week one, going to be, you know, he doesn't know for sure that that's going to happen. He said he'd want to see Bosa before he made that decision. I'll say this. I still think it's going to get done, but I read this from Albert Breer like a half hour ago, and he wrote that the Niners and Bosa are arguing, this is the sticking point. The Niners say, we want to make you the highest paid edge rusher ever, highest paid edge rusher in the league. We're ready to do that. Bosa's people want to be the highest paid non-quarterback ever, which wow. makes it sound like, oh, he's being so unreasonable. Here's the thing. The difference between those two numbers is less than $4 million. 
So, like, what are we doing here, 49ers? Just pay him the money. Just pay the $4 million. Like, what are we arguing over at this point? I, I was listening to your podcast yesterday with Levin. You guys kept talking about like 35, 40 million. I mean, Aaron Donald's the top right now in APY making 31.7 million. He's the only one making over 30 million. TJ Watts only at $28 million a year. So I don't, I've never seen a player break his position by 10 plus million dollars a year. That would be like, that is unreasonable. And you can ask for whatever you want. That's cool. But also they're not going to give it to you. And at, sooner or later you got, do you want to play or not? And you can say, I'm not playing unless I get the 40 million fine, but that would be a wild jump, right? That would be insane. That would be, if he's asking for upwards of 38 to $40 million, that's 10 more million dollars a year than TJ Watt. First of all, you sound just like 11, which you're already ruining my day, but like, is he not worth it? No, he's not. So he's worth 33, but not 38. No, why yeah, not? He's worth 33 and not 38. Because if you're comparing him to the other guys and what they're making, he's not any more worth it than they are. Uh, if you had him on the open market, you're telling me he wouldn't get $38 million. I absolutely no, he would not. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Chris. And he's, he's not going to get $38 million anyways. He will break Aaron Donald's for sure. He's going to break the total value of Joey Bosa at, 130 his brother which i didn't even yeah he'll break his brother's total value of 135 and he'll break aaron donald's 31.7 i think he'll come in around 33 million dollars a year probably 140 and just get it done it's probably all just based on guarantees at this point it's not hard to figure out like where the ballpark should be you take the highest at the position you add a little and and that's like where you start it's really like they're not starting from zero on these negotiations Lazy Larry's left hand says, do you guys feel that Bosa is asking for too much? I mean, up to 35 million a season. That's a lot to me. I think he's worth it. I think he has an absolute right to ask for it. And here's the thing, Michelle, is anyone like, so if the Niners end up paying, let's just say 38, which I don't think he's going to get, but 38 million, are people going to be like, oh, the Niners overpaid. This is so terrible. Whereas opposed if they put him at 35 million, they're going to be saying great job. 49ers. You did this awesome thing. Like I, I to me, the difference is negligible. I mean, I think it will matter down the road. Like you can't just give anybody anything. Right. And I mean, we saw how mad the owners were when they gave Deshaun Watson that stupid uh, contract, right? Like that's going to off other teams. And I, I don't, I don't know if that, I, I do think that actually comes into play, no matter if you think that's silly or not, and you shouldn't worry about other teams, but I do think they're trying to make the, the market kind of stay, co, you know, co cohesive. Oh my goodness. Cohesive. And you oh, that's already kicking in, um, <laughs> but you can't just ruin the market right like that, because if you give him $38 million, it's going to ruin the edge market completely. That's jumping up $10 million from TJ Watt. That's yeah. The, who's the highest the owners, they just don't have enough money to pay these guys. The league is just not making enough money. Like, what are we worried about? Again, I don't think he's going to get that, but I get why he's asking for it. To me, he's absolutely worth it. And the 49ers saving $4 million on this deal. Like, who cares? I I just think they're being stupid and stubborn at this point. I see. I think a quarterback is more important than uh, a edge, right? So the cheapest quarterback in the league. Yeah, but sooner or later, they're going to have to pay a quarterback. Three years from now, maybe. It's going to be next year when Kirk Cousins comes. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Andrew Lyle, 
Liao says, who cares? Pay the man. Micah Parsons contract is going to look way worse in a year anyway. That's the thing, right? Remember when but George. Campbell I will said- say, don't get mad at me. 49ers nation. Micah Parsons and TJ Watt, they do more, right? Nick Bosa is a great pass rusher, but these guys can also, they, they just have way more responsibility and they're, they're asked to do more than just pass rush. And that's literally all Nick Bosa is asked to do. But the point is that like his contract is not going to, like we're all clutching our pearls about this contract in a couple of years. It's going to be, it's going to look fine. Look at Kittle. Kittle's contract looks hella cheap now. TJ Hawkinson signed a massive. It will look fine if it's at 33 million. It's not going to look fine if they jump up by 10 million. Anyways, let's just talk about how important Nick Bosa is to this team because he is important, right? I'm not, I'm saying he's worth $33 million. I'm saying he's worth the highest defender contract in the league. So clearly I think he's insanely important. Um, But just looking at the numbers and I know so much goes into it, what, like what quarterback they had, what other injuries they had. But since drafting him in 2019, they have a five and 10 record without Bosa and a 37 and 14 record with him. They allowed 25.4 points per game in in the 15 games without him, 18.8 points per game in the games with him. They've had 2.8 sacks in games with Bosa and only 1.9 sacks per game without Bosa. So the numbers are drastically different. And now I, I do believe Jimmy Garoppolo missed a good portion of those games in 2020. So the, the win-loss could be a little skewed there. But the defensive stats is very eye-opening. This just in, that Nick Bosa guy is pretty good. And I'm going to respond to this. Mr. Blum, Mr. Blue Magic, 23, says Nick can't win you a Super Bowl. Here's the thing, Nick. Without Bosa... This team has no chance to win a Super Bowl. Zero. And I said the same thing when he went down with his injury in 2020. Their Super Bowl hopes died with Nick Bosa on that field in New York. If they don't have him, they are not winning a Super Bowl. It is not even close in my mind. They have no other real pass rush. Maybe Javon Hargrave, maybe. But we got to see how he does in San Francisco versus Philadelphia. What, there's nothing on the edge without Bosa. They desperately need him. Well, we also have to remember with Javon Hargrave, he was playing on a fantastic defensive line with really good, I mean, pass rushers around him. So that open up things and he's going to be playing on a really good defensive line with help around him. If Nick Bose is there, right? It can't just be Eric Armstead and that's it because Eric Armstead is also better when Nick Bose is there. Nick Bosa helps everybody. But right now, the only guy that's left on this team that had even three sacks for this team last year is Drake. Jackson like that's it he's the only one and you you gotta just get Nick Bosa signed because a as a Steelers fan in week one obviously like Nick Bosa not being there gives the Steelers a better chance but I don't want a win that way I want to win with their best team I want to see Nick Bosa out there I do not want to win that way at all get him signed by Monday and let's go I mean I I truly believe he's stayed in football shape right like we're not worried about that Mm, no I am look you can only get ready to fully play football by fully playing football. Like I'm not buying this idea that he's just going to be good to go. I, I, I'm not. He'll be okay, but he won't be full hundred percent the Nick Bosa that we've seen. I don't think anybody would. That's not a knock on Bosa. Anyone that hadn't played football for this long, I would say that about Nick Ellert says four million dollars is the difference between Ayuk signing next year and the Niners trading Ayuk for a cheap first round wide receiver. I got news for you, Nick. I don't think they should pay Brandon Ayuk next year. In fact. I think regardless of what happens this year, I think this should be the last go-round for this core. Talking Trent Williams, Ayuk, Kittle, Debo, Juice, all of them. 
all of them. This should be the last round. Why am I going to pay Brandon Ayuk? I know we think he's really good, but guess what? Look at all the receivers that come out in the draft every year. They're all good. Wide receivers like running back now. You can find them. So I wouldn't pay Ayuk next year. I would pay Ayuk. I mean, well, A, we got to see what he does this year. If it's the same old thing where he's like barely, you know, he gets 900,000 yards, like, no, then you can find anyone that can do that. But they've been talking him up all offseason saying he took that next step. If Brock Purdy has a real connection with Ayuk, that's when I pay him, right? If Brock Purdy has the success, makes a second year leap, and he's doing it because he's leaning on Brandon Ayuk and they have a great connection, you can't let that guy walk then. Because then he's too important to Brock Purdy and his development even further. Like, you're still going to keep growing even into your third year. Keep those two together. Now, if he's leaning so much on Debo and Kittle and CMC and then just, you know, sometimes utilizes Ayuk like they have been, then, yeah, you can let him go. It just all depends on what that connection is between the two of them. I don't think that Kyle, because they have so many playmakers, that they're just going to be weeks where Ayuk doesn't get the ball because they happen to match up and attack teams at a different spot. So even if Ayuk is better, I don't think we're going to see that reflected in his stats just because of the nature of the team. Mr. Blue Magic says, so is it Nick or Brock that wins Brock. us a chance? But even with Brock, though, I think if they don't have Bosa. Well, no, you maybe. need Bosa is this is the thing with this defense. The secondary is not good enough to not right. have Bosa. You need Bosa there because getting the quarterback pressure is what allows the secondary to be solid enough, right? They're solid enough as long as Nick Bosa is there creating the pressure. He, he needs to be there. Or, you know, maybe Javon, Javon Hargrave is just a great signing and he he's able to make up for it. But, like, I don't think we need to get too ahead of ourselves. At the most, Nick Bosa misses, what, the first week? Like, I, I think after week one, and I do believe, I'm sorry, I think they lose in week one to the Steelers. If they lose in week one, they're getting Nick Bosa signed like that. Like he's coming in right away. Nick Ellert says, get him, Michelle. Everybody like, they like to see you just go at me. I don't know. What why. am I coming at you for? I feel like we're, I'm not the coming Bosa at you yet. Remember, I guess. Uh, Tab D says, stats is talking crazy. All I know is Juice doesn't have any guaranteed money in his deal after this year. Kittle doesn't have any guaranteed money in his deal after this year. I, I'm not, I would not be shocked at all if neither one of those guys is on the team after this season. I will say if I'm Brandon Ayuk and I don't get, you know, 125, 130 targets this year, if I don't get utilized the way I want to, why would I want to resign there? Like he, I do think he's a very talented wide receiver. I think he could be a wide receiver one somewhere and he gets to play on a really good team full of amazing weapons. And that, unfortunately limits him from what he can do and show. So if he wants to go prove that he can be a wide receiver one, he probably wants to go somewhere else as well. And also other teams that are more desperate for wide receivers are going to be willing to pay him more money than the 49ers who already have so many weapons. And I already have so many big contracts. I agree. Quana agrees with you. Who says Ayuk wants to be here? He oh, wants well, a quarterback. That's not fair. The first sentence is fair. Who says like, he probably does want a chance to shine and he might not have that opportunity here. We'll see, but I think he does have a quarterback that can get him the ball. But if I'm Ayuk, like Buffalo would be a perfect spot, right? They mm -hmm. desperately need a real target. Another target besides Stefan Diggs. Obviously Allen is a friggin' mutant. Like I would love, and they're, and they're good, you know, too. So like if I were him, like I would, there's other places to go. Uh, nerd loco watching on Twitch. Follow me on Twitch at stats on fire. Bosa is the rising tide that rises, raises all boats. All levels of the defense benefit from him being on the field. 
thousand percent. He's a force multiplier. Oh yeah, one thousand. He's like when TJ Watt missed last year, it was a complete difference. He it's in the same boat there, and that's why I they need to just have him back by week one or else. I really don't think this game is going to be very pretty for them uh, in Pittsburgh. Well, we're going to get to that because we're going to get to our predictions. Uh, our Temis says run defense looks suspect so far. Am I overreacting? No, you're not. Kyle Shanahan said that the run defense has been terrible. Uh, now he also said he thinks it'll get better, but yeah, look, the run defense has not looked good so far. Um, now we haven't seen the whole starting defense out there. Keep that in mind also, but we did see them get pushed around quite a bit in the NFC championship game also. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah. I just, I think that really just comes down to all the starters not playing together. I mean, you don't go from being such a dominant run defense to all of a sudden not being like, they haven't been able to stop it at all. They're literally just getting, like you said, man, like manhandled. It, it seems like they're not holding their own, but so much of that, I think is like Kinlaw being out there or these backups that they're not going to be relying on them as much. I don't think we're able to actually see what this defense is going to be yet uh, until we get to see the whole unit together. We'll get to see the whole unit together starting in week one when Mr. Blue Magic is just he's on a Bosa thing. What impact did Nick have in the Super Bowl? Are you serious? He he stripped sack Patrick Mahomes. It almost caused the turnover. The ball just happened to bounce right back to Mahomes. And if he wasn't held on that third and 15 play, he would have sacked Mahomes on that play. Like to say that Nick Bosa didn't have a good Super Bowl or didn't have an effect in the Super Bowl is absurd. It's absurd. Come on, man. I, I do agree with him in the fact that like, Nick on his own, right? And that's why I don't think you can pay him $40 million on his own. Can't you need also a good quarterback, right? Yes. But he does matter a lot to the team. And that's why he should get 30 million. The, the guys that matter a lot to your team, who is a big difference maker in his own right, but not a quarterback. Those guys should be around the 30, $33 million range. You save that upwards of money for quarterbacks where you actually need them to win a Super Bowl. Like you cannot win a Super Bowl without them. I'm stunned. Uh, now we're at the point. This is what happens in contract negotiations, Michelle. The guy doesn't sign, and then the narrative flips against them, and then people go to the, well, he's actually not that good anyway. Like, are we No one said he's not good. He just said, well, what did he do in the Super Bowl? He didn't have any of He was great in the Super Bowl, okay? He was awesome in the Super Bowl. Like, I, I, it's wild to me. It is crazy to me. Let's get into the predictions. Oh, I'm just scanning. I want to see. He had 12 pressures as a rookie in the Super Bowl. Damn. And he had 12 pressures in the Super Bowl. That's an amazing game. Most in a Super Bowl. And he also had one quarterback hit and one quarterback sack. Oh, but he wasn't any good. Like, what? (laughs) What are we talking about? And maybe people just forget because it was 2019. So it was a while ago. But I'm just going to say, Nick Bose is really good. Let's just say that uh, Chris is here starting to think Michelle hates Kinlaw as much as she does. Juwan Jennings switch him to offensive line since he's so good at blocking. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he had really good blocking skills against that offensive lineman. He was, he, he was doing the other guy's job. So try him out there, but Kinlaw, I mean, how many years are we going to give him to develop? <laughs> I mean, at this point, he Great. doesn't show me yet. He's not showing us anything. You're not showing anything. And you keep talking up such a big game. Like, you think like he thinks he's so good, which I guess you have to have that mentality to make it in the NFL. But it's like you can't keep talking up this big game and then never show anything. Like you're not, you've never shown even flashes. He's not showing anything. 
and maybe he would have been if his knee had held up, but his knee hasn't held up. And this is where we are with him right now. And and maybe in a, in a part-time role, he can, yeah. he can be better. And let's hope maybe for that. Maybe in a part-time role, he'll come in and block uh, for the other team. Right. <laughs> Jennings, uh, Jordan Mason is your other niner you don't like. And now we can add Debo Samuel. All right. Let's get to the predictions. Not Debo. I love Debo. Uh, sorry, uh, Juwan Jennings. My bad. Yeah. Let's get to the predictions. Do you want to go through this week by week? How do you want to uh, how do you want to do this? Let's do it week by week. We'll each write right. down our predictions and then we'll see who's the most right again. And you know, we'll have to do some mayonnaise. No, no mayonnaise. I can't do I'm not physically capable, I don't think. We'll figure we'll it figure out. Something out. If you have any suggestions, uh, leave it in Rob the chat. Rob once said that I should shave my head if I lost a bet on here. Like that is the craziest suggestion of all time. That is like a life impactful suggestion that I would have to go around with a shaved head for like years. Like it would take like a year or two to grow that two years. years. How slowly does your, and by the way, I was willing to do it too. It's not like I just said you oh should God. shave your You head. as a man is willing to grow back your hair, shave your hair. That's going to grow back in a couple of weeks. What, what my hair grows so much faster than yours. You have short hair. Do you know? Like, I have very long hair. Yeah, well, obviously, it would take a while for your hair to get back to that length. But it, it's not like it, you have nothing until it grows in. Like, you would have cool, okay. you would have awesome stages of haircuts while it grew in. I would love to see that. No, it's not happening. But let's let's get into it. Hold on. I want to get to this. Miss Blue Magic is back. I never said he's not a good player, but offense wins Super Bowls. Don't do that, Stats. We keep trying to win with defense and lack depth is my point. Look, I agree you need offense to win Super Bowls, but the idea that Bosa, you know, didn't have a good Super Bowl and didn't impact the Super Bowl, that's just wrong. That's just incorrect, as I illustrated earlier. Okay, let's get to the season predictions, Michelle. So you have the Niners losing week one. We'll do yours first. 0-1. So I have the, but I wanted to ask you a question because I know you like trivia. Do you know the last time the 49ers won a game in Pittsburgh? Oh boy, it's probably been a while. I know they beat him at Levi's with Jimmy Garoppolo in the five turnover game. Uh, no, I don't know. When is it? It's got to be like early 2000s? Uh, week 16, 1996. Ooh. Steve Young, starting quarterback with Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens. And last time they won in Pittsburgh. Eesh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, now granted, they don't play in Pittsburgh every year. So some of that is just helped by the scheduling, but still 96. That's uh, it's we're due. I know I'll say that we're definitely due. Okay. I think we should each give our, we don't have to go back. You give your prediction now for week one. Right. I got to tell you, the more I think about this week, one game, everybody is pumping up the Steelers right now. Everybody's talking about how good, I mean, Steve Wilkes literally yesterday was talking about how Kenny Pickett's made this massive leap. And you know they look good. Now, granted, they usually always talk up the opponent, but no, I think they, I think they win. I just maybe I'm biased, and I'm not buying into the Kenny Pickett thing when I should, but I just don't see how he's going to move the ball enough against this defense. I don't think the Niners are going to put up a ton of points, but I don't think Pittsburgh is either. I'll go Niners win in Week One. What if Bosa's out? Then zero chance. Then it's a loss. Okay. Well, we're going to keep it as a win for our bet. So you're saying they're going to win in week one. Week two at the Rams, I think this is pretty easy for both of us. It's a win, yep. right? If they lose this game, that would be a massive disappointment. Against a defense that they are so young. They have, like, no experience yeah. whatsoever. It's so scary for them. And then Cooper Cup might still be out because he just re-injured his hamstring. Yeah. Uh, wild to think how bad this team could be this year. So I have an easy loss or easy win for the 49ers here. 
we have a bet suggestion from Chris. Michelle has to buy a Juwan Jennings jersey and Stas has to buy a Darnold jersey. <laughs> it's not a bad it's not a bad suggestion, Chris. That's pretty good. I like that. I like if buy I can more. find a Juwan Jennings jersey, do, do those even get made? You get it customized. Uh I like you know what I like about that bet too is I don't have to I can buy it. I don't have to do anything with it. It never says I have to wear it. Well, right? You have never. to wear it. You have to wear it. All right. That's not a bad. You know what, Chris? That's pretty good. That's probably at the top of the list right now. Uh, okay. Giants in week three. I say it's on Thursday night football. It's at home. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to give the 49ers a win in this game. I think the Giants are not going to be as good as they were last year. I think they can look better on offense, but like they're on defense they are still not good. I think they can look better, but have a worse record than they did last year. So I'm giving the 49ers a win. Daniel Jones will have some success on the ground against this defense, which still, I mean, literally Steve Wilkes also said this week that they never really, they meant to cover quarterback runs and quarterback option plays, but he never got to it. And so that's why they were bad against it. And it's like, all right, that seems a little weird. Like let's make some time. Um, But I I do think that the 49ers will ultimately win. So I have them starting two and one going into week four against. No, you have them starting three and oh, oh, sorry. Yes, I do. Three and oh. Going, going into in week four, which is against the Cardinals. So the I'm guessing four and oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're losing to the Cardinals with no, with, with, I don't even know who their quarterback is going to be at that point. Probably Clayton Toon. Well, no, like if the 49ers are heading into week five and they don't at least have a three and one record, something went terribly wrong. The yes. only game they should lose here, if they're even going to lose one is at home or away against the Steelers. That one's reasonable to lose, but there is no way you should be heading into week five with anything worse than a three and one record because that Rams giants Cardinals, you got to win those three games, especially with the giants and Cardinals being at home. I totally agree with you that the early part of this schedule is a chance to rack up some wins. And again, I've said, I only think it takes nine wins to get to the playoffs in the NFC. So if you could get four of them, you know, in the first five weeks, you're in a damn good shape. So now we get to the first, like real big matchup versus the Cowboys. It is a home game. It's on Sunday night football. So all the lights will be on. I have them losing this game. I think the Cowboys, you know, the 49ers have had the Cowboys number. And I think in the regular season, the Cowboys will really come up hard for it. I really like their offense this year. I think their defense is on paper. They should be absolutely amazing. I know they always disappoint, but I think in the regular season, they will get this win, uh, especially after the 49ers had like three super, super easy (laughs) opponents. The Cowboys might seem like, oh, damn, what happened? It's not going to be easy. By the way, it's week five. Trey Lance will be there. He used to wear number five. There's a lot of weird stuff happening with this game. I'll be in Levi Stadium for that. What game. if Dak Prescott got hurt and Trey Lance was starting? I don't game? think Trey. I don't think Trey's the backup there. I think he's still QB three. Cooper Rush is still there. They would but, have to play him no matter what. <laughs> that would be. I mean, I wouldn't be stunned if there's some like a Trey Lance package though, as like a yeah. little twist the knife by the Cowboys. That'd be interesting. But here's the thing. The Niners don't really score against the Cowboys defense. They scored 19 against them in the playoffs last year. They only scored 23 against them the year before that. Like Dan Quinn kind of has Kyle Shanahan's number a little bit. He knows how to kind of, you know, lock down that offense a little. So I wouldn't be stunned if they lose this game. And I'm trying not to be a complete homer here. So I'll give the Niners a loss just because I don't think they're starting with all those wins, five straight wins. So I'll give the Cowboys a loss. Okay. So you have them at four and one. I have them at three and two so far. 
And then they have to head to Cleveland and play Deshaun Watson. It still shouldn't be too cold in Cleveland yet. So the East Coast weather, or I guess they're considered Midwest, uh, shouldn't be too brutal. Yeah, I have them winning this game. I don't think the Browns are going to be nearly as good as people are saying. I, I just don't know what to make of Deshaun Watson. If you told me he was the Deshaun Watson that led the league in passing yards with the Texans, I think the Browns would be pretty good. I don't think he's going to be. He may never be that again. And if he's not, they have no shot. So I'm going to give the Niners a win over the Browns. It'll be a nice win on the road. Um, and I just, I think that the Browns, like I have to see it before I believe it with them, basically. I'm really interested to see how many losses you give the 49ers this year, because you're at five and one right now. That would be what their best start. I mean, they, well, the they were year, what did they start? Yeah. So in 2019, they came out of the gates on fire. They started eight and no. So, okay. uh, so then just to Kirk on my wife and son's birthday in week seven, October 23rd in Minnesota, Minnesota is a tough place to play. It gets very loud there. The Vikings have a good team, not a great team. I don't think the Vikings are going to be as good as they were last year. If, if this is a game, like if Bose is healthy and that defensive line is healthy, they're going to, they'll shut down the Vikings because Kirk can't move. But if any of those guys are hurt, Kirk's going to be able to move the ball against the Niners. I'm going to give the Niners a win, but I don't, I, they could lose this game, but I don't think they're going to. Listen, this is all you need to know. It's Monday night football game. Kirk Cousins <laughs> in prime time. That's all. Kirk Cousins in prime time is not going to win, especially against the 49ers, a really, really good team and a really good defense. So, yeah, this is a win for the 49ers. I think it's probably a blowout, and the Vikings offense looks disgusting, and the Vikings <laughs> still have a terrible defense. So this is an easy, easy win for me. So then we get to week eight against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Now it's at home. But I'm actually giving the Niners a loss in this game. They had Same. to go to overtime to beat the Bengals uh, a couple of years ago. Now, granted, the Niners missed a field goal in regulation that would have won them the game that they should have made. But I think Joe Burrow is better. I think Burrow will be healthier by that point. I know he's he's sort of back on the field. He's got that calf thing. I think by this point, he'll sort of be up and running a little bit. Their offense is really good. I still like the defense in Cincinnati. And and you know one thing about Burrow. like He don't, he don't give a bleep. He didn't care if he's playing Patrick Mahomes. He, like, he doesn't care if he's at home, on the road. I, I love Joe Burrow. I think Cincinnati actually gets the win. Yeah, I'm just a little bit worried about the secondary against this great offense. So I'm going to give the Bengals a win as well. I think it'll be a close game. Like the 49ers won't lose by a lot, but I think it'll be a close game where Joe Burrow maybe has like a last second drive that they kick a field goal and they win it. So right now I have them at five and three then after this win. You have them at six and two. I will say the only we have one difference of games then it's the week one against the Steelers. That's it. Mm -hmm. Hopefully now we enter the bye the second half of the season. Hopefully we have some differences here or else it's going to all come down to just week one. Yeah, I, I, that would kind of spoil it. Um, OK, so they have the bye in week nine. Good spot for a bye week. I love it. Week 10 in Jacksonville, early November. So not like scorching hot in Jacksonville, which is a thing. But it's an early body clock game. Granted, it's coming off the bye, so maybe that's mitigated. What do you think about the Jags, who look like they have a much, much better team this year? They have a really good team, and they do have a lot of good weapons, right? And they, they'll have Christian Kirk out of the slot. Like, they have good weapons out of the slot, which I know, like, always worries me against the 49ers. 
But this is my thing. I don't trust Trevor Lawrence enough to get it done against the 49ers Ooh. defense. I think that they will cause him to make mistakes. I think this could be a game that Trevor Lawrence throws three interceptions for like I think there'll be a pick six I think the defense gets it done and I don't think they're I don't think the Jaguars defense is good enough to stop the 49ers offense so I'm giving them uh I'm giving the 49ers a win in this game that's interesting to me there are going to be so many games on this schedule where people look and they say see this is the elite quarterback in Trevor Lawrence against Brock and if the Niners lose those games that's what people are going to point to right the difference in Brock Purdy versus a Joe Burrow for example or a, a Trevor Lawrence, that's going to be sort of like a um, referendum on the quarterback spot. I don't know. I might give the Niners a loss coming into this game. I just think that Lawrence is really good. I think that he can move around. He has mobility if the Niners get pressure. And Doug Peterson's a really good coach. He doesn't get a lot enough love, I think. He doesn't get like love like Shanahan and some of the other guys get. Like He's got a Super Bowl that he won with a backup quarterback against the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, I... I love the way he manages the game. So I think I'm actually going to give the Niners a loss in this one, believe it or not. It really just comes down to how how big of a jump do you think Trevor Lawrence will make? Because I feel like people are over-hyping him from last year. He didn't have that great of a year. It was just so much better than his rookie season because Urban Meyer was a disaster. And I guess <laughs> that was truly his real rookie season because we needed to just right. throw out his first season. I do think he can be really good, but I, I don't know about his like whole mental processing here yet. And that's what worries me against a team like this. So I, I think the 49ers will win. Mr. Blue Magic says Jacksonville can run the ball as well. I do like Travis Etienne. Yeah. Um, so you're giving him the win. I'm giving him the loss. Week 11 against the Bucs. I think we both agree. There's no chance the 49ers lose to whatever crap quarterback the Bucs roll out. And by the way, if it's Baker Mayfield, we know Nick Bosa is going to sack him into the middle of the earth. Yeah, I mean, this is if they lose to the Buccaneers against Baker Mayfield, there's big there's big problems going on <laughs> with the 49ers. There's a ton of injuries or something. Something's happening here. That should be an easy win. Now we get to the interesting game. November 23rd, Thursday, Thanksgiving in Seattle against the Seahawks. First matchup with the Seahawks all season long. I still have the horrible memories of the Seahawks eating turkey on the field after playing the 49ers. Mm, this is going to be tough. It's not going to be tough. Do I want to give the Seahawks a split? That's the question I have to think about. I think I'll be conservative and say the Niners lose this game. I'm having them win this game. I think they're better than the Seahawks. I know the Seahawks were way better than they're supposed to be last year. I know they have a lot of great weapons, but I don't think the defense is good enough to stop the 49ers offense. I will say I am giving them the split, but for a different reason. So I'll get into that after, but in week 12, I think they're still good to go and they're going to win this, this particular matchup. I don't so you have, have them losing. I have them winning. You now have them with a worse record than I do. I have them at eight and three, and you have them at seven and four entering week 13. I'm trying not to be a homer. Uh, Nick Ellard says, is Geno Smith the quarterback for the Seahawks in week 12 and 14? I don't know. There are a couple of plays every game where he's like oblivious to the pass rush, and he gets smashed. And you know, maybe one of those hits takes him out. It didn't last year, but we'll have to see. Uh, week 13, game of the year. This is the other thing. Do the Niners have their eye on the Eagles and look past the Seahawks in that Thanksgiving game? We don't know. Niners, Eagles, 
back in Philadelphia, back at the scene of the crime. Hopefully Brock Purdy is healthy for that game. Everybody's been talking about it. The Niners have been talking about it. The Hassan Reddick said he's got it circled on his calendar. This is going to be a playoff game in early December. Yep, and I have them winning. I think they're going to put everything into winning this game. I think they are so mad from last year. Like They're going to bring all their anger into it, and I have them coming out as the winners in this game. And I'm not worried about Week 12 against the Seahawks, them overlooking that. It's 10 whole days before. It's on Thanksgiving. You're going to be like, that's a really exciting game, right? You're on national television on Thanksgiving. That's something against a rival for the first time that year away like that's a game you're going to be focused on greatly and you have 10 days to then focus on the eagles afterwards so i think they they just put everything into this game and give all of their energy and they end up winning you know the eagles lost seven starters on defense those are seven starters that don't have that sort of anger that they might have if they had played on the team last year because the niners have been talking about this so maybe the niners do care about it a little more you know the niners players are going to be pumped up and into it a thousand percent. They've all talked about it. McCaffrey, Debo, all of them. They've all chirped about it. I just worry that they put too much into it. Like it's still just a regular season game. Now, granted it could determine home field advantage in the NFC because those are the two teams that we think are the best in the NFC. So, you know, there's going to be a lot riding on the game. Mm, I don't know. The Niners struggle against mobile quarterbacks. We know Jalen Hurts can run. I still think the Eagles are going to be able to get pass rush. They dominated the 49ers offensive line in that game. They were dominating them. And I don't think the line is, I don't think the Niners offensive line is better than last year. I think I'm giving them a loss in that game, which sinks because I have them losing three out of four after the bye week. But I think I'm going to give the Niners a loss. Yeah, I'm giving them a win. I think they're going to go out and I think they'll they'll win a close game. But that's why I then have them losing the next week versus the Seahawks, because I think they're going to put everything into beating the Eagles. And once they do, it's going to feel like a relief. Right. But they use so much of the energy on that, that I think, A, they have to fly to Philadelphia. Right. And then they're mm-hmm. going to have to fly home, get ready for a divisional opponent again that they just faced a couple of weeks ago. And that's when I think they have that disappointing loss coming off such a high from the week prior. That happens all the time where you win a huge game and then you just, you don't have that same emotion that very next week and it just falls flat and you end up losing a game. You should have won the letdown game. That's classic. Um, That makes sense. But since I gave the Niners the loss in Seattle earlier and I'm calling for a split this year, I'm going to say that the Niners win because I have them losing against Philly so I think it's going to be, all right, we're done with the Philly thing. We've been struggling coming out of the bye. We, if we beat Seattle, we more than likely lock down our division. So I think they will ultimately get it done. They're at home, too. I think that'll help them. So I have them a win against Seattle on December 10th. Now, week 15 at Arizona. Kyler Murray should be back for this game. I don't care. The Cardinals are garbage. The 49ers should mop the floor with them. Yeah, and that's if Kyler Murray ever comes back, right? If he comes back this year. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess we should assume he'll be back. But their defense, on paper, looks to be atrocious. Like, there's no one worth, (laughs) besides Buda Baker, like, no one else would be playing on any other team. So, uh, I'm definitely giving the 49ers a win here. They should easily sweep both the Cardinals and the Rams this year. There's no excuse not to. I completely agree. You have to, if you're the 49ers, like you really, you've got to take advantage of some of the easier games on your schedule. 
Uh, I'm trying to find out because somebody asked a good question. What is Kyle's record in November and December? I'm trying to, I have it somewhere. I'm trying to find it on my computer. It's very good, uh, basically, is that he gets better as the season goes along. And I don't have the numbers. I'm sorry. I can't find him off the top of my head, but he, he is very good. Obviously they won 10 in a row last year going into the playoffs. Um, so that is a factor when you, when you get into all this now, Christmas day, Monday, week 16 on ABC Niners Ravens in San Francisco. This is a tough one to call Michelle. I don't know. Where are you coming down on it? I have them winning. Uh, I, I, I'm not as bullish on the Ravens uh, passing attack as everyone else. I'm not as bullish on the change of offensive coordinator as everyone else. It's like Todd Munkin and Lamar Jackson were a pretty good duo as OC quarterback. They scored a lot of points. They won a lot of games. So I don't know why everyone is just on board to say now that he's gone, the Raven or the, yeah, the Ravens are going to be such a better offense. It's like, we don't know yet if Todd Monk can, can work with this type of mobile quarterback. We haven't really seen it. He's worked with the Jameis Winstons and the Baker Mayfields and guys like that who've thrown a ton of interceptions, by the way, when they're mm-hmm. asked to throw a ton. So I, we just don't know yet what the Ravens are going to look like. And I, I don't on Christmas Day, like it's at home. I think the 49ers are the better team. So I'm going to have them winning this game. I want to throw this comment from Chris who says Kyler's not coming back. His guaranteed money goes up like 40 million. If he gets injured, I'm not familiar with the, the contract. I don't know. Um, I'm not disputing what you're saying, Chris. I'm just not sure uh, with the Ravens. If they had all their weapons, I would feel a little nervous about the game, but the problem is Lamar has been banged up. He may not be healthy in this game. And like all the guys I feel like that they've brought in all have questionable injury histories. Odell chief among them. He may not even be healthy for this game. I mean, if you look at his recent history, he's not going to play very much. So if the Ravens had all their weapons, I might be nervous. John Harbaugh is a really good coach, but I don't know that they're going to have enough guys. And I think that, the Niners could be missing some guys too, to be fair, but I think the Niners have more in the cupboard than the Ravens have. So I'm going to give them the win against the Ravens on Christmas uh, in week 16. Two games left, Michelle. Where are we right now? So I have them three, four, five. Oh, man, I have them losing three out of four after the bye. Puts them, you have five. them with five losses. Right. So, and I you... have them with four losses so far. Two weeks to go. Commanders, week 17. In D.C. on New Year's Eve, early body clock game, go. So I'll give you my answer for that in a second. But I did look up uh, Kyle Shanahan's record or the 49ers record in November, December, January, but only counting regular season games in January. But over the last two years, 16 and three record. Right. He's awesome. Pretty great record. But anyways, for the commanders, they have to travel to Washington, D.C., I think that everyone's overlooking Sam Howell and this offense. I think they have good playmakers. I think the defense is sneaky, really good as well. I think this is going to be a tough game. And after, you know, coming off of a good Ravens win at home and traveling, I'm going to give them the loss here. I think it'll be one of those just like, wow, a team. I think the commanders are going to be fighting for their life to try to get a playoff spot. Well, the 49ers already have a pretty solid record and aren't as desperate. And that's why I have them losing this game. Wow. Kyle, you, well, Snyder's not there anymore though. So maybe Kyle doesn't have the same like animosity towards that team that he once did. Um, Chase Young is banged up again already. That's terrible news for Washington. I just, 
this one of the few games on the schedule where I feel like the Niners have a definitive quarterback advantage. Plus, you look at the rest of the roster. I can't have them losing. Kyle's always good in, in December and January, so I'm going to give them the win in this one. And then we get to Week 18. It's the Rams, old enemy, probably the best team you want to see in Week 18. I think the Rams are going to be coming down to, you know, just the end of a slog of a season. They may be checked out there. Aaron Donald may, may do what he did the other year where he's injured and he just says, ah, screw it, I'm not coming back. I, I think the Niners win in Week 18 against the Rams. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, if they don't win all four games against the Rams and the Cardinals this year, that's a disappointment. There's no reason to lose to these teams that are young. They have no experience on defense. And who even, like, who knows if Matthew Stafford makes it through the whole year with his injury yeah. issues? Like, there's just no reason to lose to these teams. So that means we both have them at 12 and five, but we do have them losing different games throughout the season. So we'll have to keep a close eye on uh, who is right and wrong by game by game. I thought you had them at 13 and four. No, I have them at 12 and five. Okay. So we because both I have... have them losing against Washington. Right. I had that down. I must've written down the wrong thing. I have them losing against the Steelers against the Cowboys, against the Bengals, against the Seahawks, and against oh, yeah. the Commanders. Sorry, I wrote down the right thing. I just don't know how to count. So that's <laughs> my bad. Both 12 and 5, which is funny, because if you would ask me about their win total, which I believe is 10 and a half, I would have been like, mm, I don't know. But then when you go through game by game, I was actually more positive on them than I thought I was going to be. And you gave them what? Three, uh, you gave them four losses of five game, five game span, and they still come out 12 and 5. Yeah, so tech, I mean, if I go by this, I have them winning the last five games of the regular season and just going right into the playoffs on a heater, which very well, I mean, literally, we saw them win twice as many as that going into the playoffs last year. Yeah, and I think that's the perfect way to go into the playoffs. Go on a, a hot streak, but not like, you know, don't get too hot too early. It'll be perfect for them. And so much of this comes down to, right, like we might be seeing Sam Darnold playing by uh, after their bye week because of an injury, and then everything changes. So, okay, we need to, yeah. And by the way, Josh says 12 and five for me too. Thank you very much, Josh. Um, I will say that I'm predicating this on Brock playing a healthy season, which I know is not something that the 49ers have had uh, because they've only had one healthy quarterback season since 2014. So that would be, you know, a big deal for this team. If Sam Darnold has to play for any amount of time, like one game here or there, they can probably get through. But if he has to play for like two, three weeks at a time, Forget it. I'm taking them to lose every single one of those games. My prediction goes completely out the window. Okay. Then I think this is my new thing. Then if Sam Darnold does have to play anytime, like if he went, whenever he wins his first game, you have to buy the Jersey. And then every time he wins, you have to wear the Sam Darnold Jersey. No, here's the thing. Darnold can make some good plays. We've seen it in the preseason, right? He had a couple of nice deep throws. The problem is he also makes horrible plays horrible play so if he has to play it's going to be especially if he wins here's what's going to happen i can predict it predict it predict it predict it here's what happens darnold can come in even if he plays horribly in the game and the niners win there will be fans saying and there will be an article from at least one of the niners beat writers that says see this is why they kept him over trey lance because they were confident that he could win a game in a, in a spot just like this even if he plays horrible like he did in his last start where he was 5 of 15 for 43 yards with two picks and two fumbles that article will still get written 
Oh, uh, 1000%. I mean, all he has to do is not absolutely suck and people are going to be praising him like crazy because people had a really high evaluation on Sam Darnold coming out of school and they're never going to get over it. Josh says, get ready for interception city. If Darnold plays Chris Waddell says, unless Brock Purdy needs to deload, whatever that means. Did you hear that? Yeah. That not was ideal. Right. Like I'm nervous. I'm a little nervous. I have to admit it. I'm a little nervous about the deloading. Did you see that clip in the Chargers game where Brock airmails the throw and then he does like a little chicken wing, like shaking out the elbow? I uh, didn't see that, but I heard you talking about it, which I don't even want to go see it because I don't want to worry about it. I'm very, I'm. I did very, that all year in 20, when he came back from the injury in 2020, it was always, but I, Ben's dramatic, right? So when he has yes. a bad throw, he's going to be like, oh, it was my, he wants to make sure everybody knows it's just his elbow, right? It's not him being bad. <laughs> it was just the elbow. So like, I don't really know if Ben was feeling it or if he was just being dramatic and wanting everyone to know. Michelle, Nick says, Michelle, you just said that people thought Darnold was good coming out, so they still think he's good now. Isn't that the same for Brock? People can't get over his seventh-round status. But the thing is, people didn't think he was going to be good, and now he's really good, so it's kind of the opposite. But we, Yeah, right, but if Brock is bad, people are going to be like, oh, see, he's the last pick in the draft kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, that could definitely happen, but also if he, you know, does come back down the line, that, that could be true, like, he was the seventh round pick. He wasn't supposed to be a franchise quarterback. Like we don't know yet. Now I, I actually, I believe in Brock Purdy way more than you do. Like from everything yes. I'm seeing from him, I really, like I get the feeling that he's something special. Like he excites me when I watch him. It doesn't feel like just a game manager to me. It doesn't feel like he was a seventh round pick. Like he, I feel like he has it. So I, I am more on board than you are, but there is of course always a chance that, He's not a franchise quarterback because he was a seventh round pick. Like I'm willing to admit that, but also at the same time, feel like he will prove that he's much better than that. I'm not against Brock Purdy right now. My official Brock Purdy verdict is not in. And that's the same thing I said about Lance. I got to see it. My official Brock Purdy verdict is not going to be in for at least another year. I need to see it. I need to see you have a full, really good year. I need to see you come back after defenses adjust to you and have another full, really good year. Like that's part of what I'm watching with Geno Smith, right? Like, okay, you had a career resurgence. Now can you do it again? Cause defenses are going to make you play left-handed. Can you then adjust? I don't know with Geno. We'll find out. It's the same thing with me with Brock. When you say he's special, I'm trying to think, what does Brock do? That is special to me. I didn't say he's special. I said he has it. Whatever cliche you want to throw out there. What is special about Brock Purdy to me is his elusiveness. That is the one thing where I'm like, not everybody has that. Like when he's one-on-one -on -one with a pass rusher, he escapes pretty much every time. That's not easy to do. Those guys are crazy athletic. And the fact that he usually does it to me, that's the part of his game that jumps off the screen to me. I also think, yes, that's definitely part of it. But also he's such a quick decision maker. And that doesn't mean that he just gets it out right away always. And he's just, you know, first read. It's that when he sees something, he lets it rip, right? He's not worried. And it's not always the, it's like, sometimes he did have plays that were thought, Ooh, that could have been turned over, but he's not worrying about making those mistakes, which is a pretty big deal for a guy that's a seventh round pick that had competition, right? Like he makes mistake or he, he sees it and he does it and he doesn't overthink it. And that's a hard thing for any human, right? To not be an overthinker. I think that's a huge part of just, 
you either are overthinker or you aren't like, I'm not an overthinker at all, but my wife overthinks everything and it drives me crazy. But like, you cannot be an overthinker at the quarterback position. You're not going to make it. And I think that Brock is just, he decides quickly and he does it. It's not always going to mean it's perfection, but I love that. I love that he does that. You're not wrong. I mean, he always seemed comfortable and just willing to let it go. Now, granted, last year, like he had no, he was in the ultimate comfort zone because he was it. He was the third string guy. He could throw eight picks and they weren't taking him out. Um, He obviously doesn't have that this year. Darnold is there and clearly Kyle really likes him. Does that change? They're not going to, they're not going to bench Purdy though, unless he is straight terrible and they're losing all of the, like, unless they go on like, unless they start one and five or something like they're not benching Brock Purdy. Maybe, but does Brock believe that? That's what matters, right? Yes. That's what would maybe cause him to start worrying about turnovers if he has some. Is he going to say like, "Oh crap," you know? I don't. Maybe they are going to bench me. I don't know. And that may never happen. I'm just, I'm just saying it's a different setup from last year where he was like, "I'm their last resort. I'm going to go out there and just chuck this ball around." He, it's almost like he has more to lose this year. I, I just don't think so. I think if Trey Lance is still there, maybe. And maybe that's why they ended up deciding to move on from him because maybe they thought we want Brock to just play like super chill. They don't want any fans clamoring to see Trey Lance no matter what's happening. We yes. don't want that pressure behind him. I don't think Sam Darnold puts that pressure on him. I really don't. He's like, I think he's just the clear backup and he's not coming in unless things go terribly wrong for Purdy because also I mean Sam Darnold's on a one-year contract what are you need to see what you have from Purdy you you gave away your third overall pick that you traded everything for for Brock Purdy that's what you gave him away for to make Brock Purdy your franchise quarterback you have to give him everything this year you have to give him every single chance to succeed they're not benching him unless things go just absolutely terrible where they cannot possibly win with him and I don't see that happening I totally agree. This is what they should have done for Trey. They've cleared the deck for Brock Purdy. He's gotten like, I don't care how bad Brock is. I don't want to see Sam Darnold. Brock should play the whole year because the 49ers need to evaluate what they have in him. So to take him out halfway through the year, to me, does nothing. Let him play the whole year. Let the chips fall where they may. If you're bad, you're bad. You get a high draft pick. You've got a first round pick next year. But also they're not going to be bad because they play the Rams and the Giants and the Cardinals and the Buccaneers and right. you know the Cardinals again and the Rams again. Like they have way too ma- too easy of a schedule to be bad. But also to start the year, they're not going to be bad because, like I said, you you're just not going to lose those games against the Rams, Giants, and Cardinals. Chris says the same reason everyone pooped on Lance because all the analysts thought the trade up was bad. They want to be proven right. That's how sports media works. There's definitely a degree of that. People want to be right. They don't want to get it right, as Jason Aponte likes to say. Uh, well, it'll be interesting to see the reaction to Brock Purdy, who jumps off the train if he has a bad game and goes back to the seventh round pick. You know, I'm going to be interested to see how all of that sort of plays out. But we both have them winning 12 games, Michelle, and that means they're going to the playoffs. So first question for you, are the Niners the number one seed in the NFC? That's a good question. At 12 and five, it's going to be close because I do think I mean, it that the Eagles and the Cowboys, they obviously play in, I think, a much tougher division, right? Like, I think in any of their divisional games, it's going to be a a tough game to win. So they don't have it as easy as the 49ers do in their division with two teams, like just probably being at the bottom of this conference. Oh, man. Let me think. Let me think. I know that, like, anyone in the NFC South, they're not going to have a 12-5 and record. 
here's the thing. If we have the Niners losing five games, I'm looking at the Eagles schedule and I'm like, can I find five games that I can reasonably expect them to lose? Well, they got to play Miami. They got to play Dallas twice. They got to play Kansas City and Buffalo and San Francisco. It may very well come down to the winner of that Niners game in week 13 because they could both end up with 12 and five records. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. I have them beating the Eagles, so that means the Eagles would have to lose only four games to get that first spot because 49ers would have the tiebreaker. So, yeah, I think the 49ers could be, will be the number one seed. If they're the, okay, so let's assume they're the number one seed for you. I don't think they will be the number one seed. So you have them being number one. What do you have them doing in the playoffs? I think they're going to get, I think it's going to be the same NFC championship. I think it's going to be a rematch. So I think it's going to be the Eagles against the 49ers. It's at home. I think since they gave it their all to beat the Eagles in the regular season, that the Eagles then will be, you know, I mean, they're going to be fired up no matter what during that regular season game. But then I think the Eagles pay them back and they end up winning again in the NFC with Brock Purdy. And the Eagles win. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt real bad as a 49ers fan. And I think the Eagles go back to the Super Bowl. So you have the Niners losing the NFC Championship game at home to the Eagles. Yeah. That, ooh, man, that would be, first of all, I have have the Eagles playing the Bills in the Super Bowl. The Eagles are going to be the Niners' biggest rival going forward. It's not the Rams. It's not the Seahawks. It's the Eagles. First of all, it's already started because of what happened in the NFC Championship game and all the chirping. You know there's going to be bad blood after the game in the regular season. If they play them again in the playoffs, like, that is – that's it. That's the new Niners-Seahawks. Like, they are the big bad. And especially if Brock is good, like, they're set up to face each other in the NFC multiple, multiple times going forward. I don't have the Niners reaching the NFC Championship game. I think the Niners win one game in the playoffs. They'll win in the wild card round, and then they are losing in the divisional round. I don't think they're getting back to the NFC Championship game. You know how hard it is to make four conference title games in five years? It almost never happens in NFL history. It's incredibly, incredibly difficult to do. And I don't mean that as a knock on Kyle. It's just the NFL is really hard. Guys get injured. Weird stuff happens. You know, I mean, look at that Niners Seahawks playoff game last year. The Seahawks are driving down in, the, I think, the third quarter to go take the lead. And Charles Amenehu has to do a strip sack of Geno Smith in the red zone for the Niners to really take control of that game. But it was close in the third quarter. Does that happen this year? Who knows? I just, I don't see it. I think the Niners are a one and done playoff, one win in the playoffs and then out. And then we're going to go into an offseason. You think this offseason was crazy? This coming off season is going to be insanity. See, I don't see it. I think their team's too talented. I think at this point, if Brock Purdy is still healthy and good to go, then this team is going to go really far. And like I said, like them getting to the NFC championship game and losing a close game to the Eagles, that's not a failure, right? Obviously we want it to be a Super Bowl, and they could definitely win that game. But if I'm saying they're going to be the first seed, they played just far too well in the playoffs, no matter if they have to travel or not. But if they're going to be home and they have all the games through them, like they, I, I definitely think they're going to at least. I have them having a bye right in the wild card round. So then I would mm-hmm. say they'll win the divisional game. It could possibly be they have to play the Eagles in the divisional game, though. I mean, remember the Bills? What was it two years ago? Didn't they had to play the Chiefs in the divisional game, right? Or was that last year? Uh, I know. So two year- Two years ago, they had to play the Chiefs in the divisional game. That that was the game that Josh Allen had an immaculate 
game. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Patrick Mahomes came down and scored in 13 seconds. Like you can get screwed there and have to face the best team in the visual realm, just why the way that the seating works. So yep. that's how I would see like if they have to then face the Eagles in the visual realm, maybe that's how they lose. But I don't think they lose unless they have to face the Eagles. And there's also always a chance they don't have to face them, right? Someone else can it's beat true. them out. And then I think the 49ers make the Super Bowl in that in that situation. Look, I hope we're both wrong. I hope they make the Super Bowl and, and win the Super Bowl, obviously. But uh, I, you know, I'm trying to be as realistic as I can here. And I don't think that that means the 49ers are a bad team or that Brock's a bad quarterback or any of this. I just I'm sort of hedging my bet and sort of betting with history here. And the history of the NFL says teams just aren't this good year after year after yeah, year. Yeah, but if they can't get it done this year with this talent on both offense and defense. In the weakest conference that I ever remember, like I don't remember a conference ever being this bad going into a season. Now, maybe they outperform. Maybe a lot of teams are better than we think, but if they can't, this is the prime year to win this. You have a couple competitors. That's it. You just have to worry about two teams. Like that's pretty much it. Like this is the year they need to show it all. You're never going to have a better opportunity than this. Not only that, but also like there's no guarantee that you're going to play the Chiefs if you get to the Super Bowl because the AFC is going to be the AFC playoffs are going to be just insane. It's going to be must watch every week. And you those games are going to be wild. And you you it could be the Ravens. It could be the Bengals. It could be the Chargers. It could be whoever. But Bills. Yeah. Like we have no idea. But I would take my chances in the AFC like the Niners have a shot to beat anybody. The only I wouldn't give the Niners a shot to beat Mahomes because I just. I think Mahomes is that good. He's insane. But against anybody else, they absolutely have a puncher's chance. But yeah, it's we really have no idea who's going to come out of the AFC because we just named a bunch of teams and we didn't even name the Jets. We didn't name the Dolphins. We didn't name the Steelers. Like, well, hold, First of all, if they got to play the Jets in the Super Bowl, that's ring six right there. Aaron Rodgers cannot beat the 49ers in that's the playoffs. That's true. I would love nothing more than to see the 49ers beat Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. Nothing would make oh, me happy. Oh, yes. Oh, you know what? Yes, that would be even even happier than beating Mahomes. Because even if they beat Mahomes, it's like, all right, well, we still lost in 2019. So the record is even. I would love to smack Aaron Rodgers down in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. <laughs> Sign me up for that. I don't even care if it's Sam Darnold doing it. Uh, Chris says, the thing that has made me feel good is Kyle's best buddy, Chris Sims, has faith in them making it back. If anyone knows the inside truth, it's Sims. He's good to trust. Chris actually picked the Niners to beat Mahomes in the Super Bowl on his podcast. I will ask you a question. All right. Um, let's say the Steelers somehow, you know, are great this year and they they face the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Would you let me back on the podcast next year if the Steelers beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl? Or would I be kicked off? It depends how you react after the fact. <laughs> if I get drunk Michelle, you know, talking a bunch of trash, rubbing it in, we may have some things to discuss. But if I get if I get nice, Michelle, you know, hey, good game, all that. Then So then... how are we going to be after week one? Are we going to just, you know, agree not to text each other and just whoever wins just says good game? No, you don't know this about me because they've never really faced each other. I don't talk that much trash unless you talk trash to me beforehand. Then I will come at you hard. But if you're just like chill afterwards, like, hey, good game. It was whatever. Then I will not. I do not talk trash to you. It's only when you talk crap beforehand, like Dak did and the Cowboys did before the Niners played him this year. Oh, we want the Niners. We want the Niners. Then I'm going to smash you afterwards. Other than that, I'm a good winner. Okay. 
So we're agreeing that we're not going to text each other during the game. Oh, I never said that. I just won't text you <laughs> trash. I'll, I'll, you know, you're getting texts from me during the game. Come on. Oh, I'm going to be too stressed out. Are you going to go to the game? No, I got to work. Oh, well, Levin's all sad because no one's, no one's going to the game with him and it's in his, uh, you know, it's in his neck. Yeah, of the you were supposed to go. That's your fault. Well, I went to the Dallas game instead. What do you want from me? Anyway, so both of our predictions, 12 and 5. You have them losing in the NFC Championship game. I have them losing in the divisional round. Let us know your prediction. Leave us a review. It helps so much. Please, please, please leave a review on Apple Pods. It is massive. Leave a review with your prediction, record prediction, and season prediction, and we can go over some of them on the show. Michelle, thank you so much. Next week, we're in full preview week one preview mode we're gonna have best bets for you you're gonna have bets for us every week it's getting we're back i'll have all the game notes i'll tell you something i already gave away one of them with the whole the last time the 49ers won in pittsburgh but i have a lot of fun game notes to go over and yeah we'll go through best bets i mean this is gonna be the first time back in how long nine months or eight months too long that's how long bring it on everybody enjoy your friday and your weekend We'll talk to you on Monday. Bye, sign Nick Rosa. Yes, sign Nick Rosa. Bye, Chris. <laughs>